Hello and welcome to the NicheSiteTools.com podcast where we share experiences, tips, and tools to help everyone achieve a greater level of success with their online adventures. Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 29 of the Niche Site Tools podcast. Glad to have you here and I'm super excited to have a guest star on the show today. And that is none other than my man Mark Mason from the Late Night Internet Marketing Podcast. And he responded to a question that I sent him via SpeakPipe a few months ago asking about uh, what to be concerned about when you upgrade from one theme to another since I was considering uh, upgrading from Thesis 185 to Elegant Themes, which I have done on one test site, but I was holding off on that response on two other sites. And uh, now I have some uh, great info from him that I'm going to include in the show here. That's about 11 and a half minutes worth of a response from Mark and uh, really appreciative of him for that. So if you have listened to Mark's episode this past week, it's going to be a replay for you. So you can go ahead and skip forward 11 and a half minutes. But for most of you, this will be brand new and uh, it's great information from Mark. And I'll give my take at the end of that um, response from Mark. So looking forward to including that for you today. And before I get started, I wanted to mention also thank you so much for three new email subscribers, Rick Thez Yadamore and Nellis Juanita. Thank you so much for subscribing. And also, I don't usually mention it, but I probably should, and I will this time around, that I am on Twitter at uh, twitter.com forward slash niche site tools. And I wanted to thank three new followers this week, Sarah Johnston, Joe Cannon, and Bob Fraser. Thank you so much for uh, following me on Twitter. Really appreciate it. And thank you again, Joe, for letting me know that my my question was answered on Mark's podcast this week. So really appreciate that, guys. Thank you so much. And uh, before we uh, jump right into it, I want to mention also we will definitely have our Tool of the Week segment after Mark's response to my question. So without further ado, here is Mark Mason's response to my question about switching from one WordPress theme to another. The first thing I want to do is I want to talk to you about a question from Chris. Chris, I am so sorry that it has taken me so long. Chris is my buddy over at nichesitetools.com. If you haven't checked that out, I encourage you to go on over there and, and give Chris a shout out. Tell him Mark says hello. He had a great question uh, that came in over the summer that I just mishandled in my queue of things to do about how to change themes, and uh, he's changing away from thesis, which I've recommended for a long time, wants to know how to do that. So let's hear that question from Chris. And now, and now, it's time to hear what listeners just like you are thinking. Late night listener feedback. Hey, Mark, it's Chris from nichesitetools.com. Hey, I got a question for you today in regards to changing themes. I currently use Thesis 185, and I'm finding it's not really mobile responsive, and I was thinking about doing a redesign for my site anyway. So I was thinking about converting over from like Thesis 185 to one of the elegant themes. And I'm curious if you could give some tips and tricks on how to avoid losing any rankings, traffic, and just any gotchas uh, if you've done something similar in the past. So I wanted to kind of get your opinion, see what you thought, and... And uh, would appreciate it if you could let us know. Thanks so much. Appreciate uh, what you're doing as always. And welcome back to the podcast. See ya. 
Okay, so Chris, that's an excellent question. So first of all, regarding thesis, I still think thesis as a framework is great. Um, if you're a developer, particularly, I, I think it's just fine. But I've lost interest in messing with thesis. They lost me when they went to thesis 2.0. And I still think it's a fine theme. But usability for a guy like me, um, who is not a real developer, who just kind of pretends to do uh, some coding here and there, is really poor. And I think uh, it's not designed for that. It's not designed for me. And I think uh, it's really not designed anymore for people who are just kind of getting started in Internet marketing and building websites. So I don't really use Thesis anymore either. I mean, I've got uh, some legacy sites that still use Thesis, and I don't think there's any reason to change away from it. It's still a very good theme, very solidly built as far as I know. Everything is just fine, but from an ease of use standpoint, I, I don't recommend it to people anymore. I've, uh, you know, Elegant Themes, Woo Themes, the Genesis Framework, all of those famous, uh, famous combinations of frameworks and themes, I find a lot easier to use. And uh, I, that's where I've been steering people. I will tell you that um, in my particular case, when I build a new website, Oftentimes, I will still use Thesis if my virtual assistant is starting the website because she's really good at creating the websites the way that I like them with Thesis, and my uh, website developer is also a Thesis guru, so I do still use it, but I wouldn't necessarily recommend it for you if you're starting out. I'd take a look at Genesis and Woo and Elegant. I think those are all excellent choices and give you a lot of options in terms of things like responsive design, which can be really important. If you saw the recent post over at uh, Pat Flynn's website, over at the Smart Passive Income website, Pat has been doing some analysis of his stats on the niche site duel, and he was recently able to show that his security guard training website has some enormous amount of mobile traffic but the theme that he's using isn't responsive, and he, that's a big gap for him. He's made some changes to that theme um, in that area and all of a sudden dramatically increased his AdSense revenue on the site. That's a very interesting post, and I'll point to uh, a link for you to that post on the show notes. That just goes to show you that um, you know you really need to be looking at your stats on these kind of sites and trying to put yourself in the position of people who are using your site and see what it is that you might need to change. And in the case of uh, Thesis, particularly the older version of Thesis, it's not mobile responsive. The old version is not, um, and uh, so that's you know that's a problem, and that's a good reason to switch away from a theme to get that mobile responsiveness. Of course, you never know what the effect of that's going to be, and you need to test things. The question that Chris asks is, what can he do to make sure that there's no negative impact on his theme, uh, I mean, on his site when he changes themes? So first of all, from an SEO standpoint, there's a couple of things that you need to pay attention to when you change themes in order to make sure that you don't have a negative impact on your site. So the first thing is uh, when you change themes that have some infrastructure in them from SEO for SEO purposes, 
like they rewrite the title tags or they rewrite the meta description. You need to make sure that you understand what the result is because those title tags particularly are going to be used by Google when they index your site, that's what's going to show up in the search listings is those title tags. The title tag for your page is the line that shows up in the Google search results. And so if your theme does something to change those, particularly, for example, let's say that it adds the name of your website to the end of every title of every page. That's a common thing that WordPress does. That is going to impact your SEO if that wasn't happening before. And generally, since that information is usually not relevant to the page that you're trying to get listed, it's usually duplicate content. That's going to be a negative impact. So you want to watch for those things. The best way to get control over all of this, in, in my opinion, is to use the Yoast SEO plugin. We've talked about that some on the show, but for most themes, the Yoast SEO plugin will override any weird stuff. I mean, maybe not even weird stuff, but any stuff that the that the theme is doing in terms of SEO and can make sure that you have control over that. Another thing that the theme may be influencing is the creation of archive pages and category pages and other kinds of sources of duplicate content on your site. Now, we've talked about duplicate content a lot, um, but when you change themes, you want to be careful that you don't do something to instantly create a bunch of duplicates of your posts inside your own site. We've talked about the fact before that there's essentially two kinds of duplicate content. There's your content existing in multiple places on your site. That's bad. Google really doesn't like that. And there's content from other places in the Internet that's owned by other people in the eyes of Google appearing on your site, making it look like that you are duplicating content that's already on the Internet. It's the first case that we're talking about here where you've got all these great posts, but in addition to the post URL themselves, you might have category pages that reprint those posts. And you want to be careful if you change themes that you either don't do that, don't allow the theme to do that, or that those pages do not appear in Google's index. And you can do that by no indexing those pages. But whatever you do, you want to make sure that all of the content of your in your site appears once and only once in the eyes of Google. Otherwise, it makes your site look spammy. And uh, so you want to be careful uh, of that kind of thing. So those are the, the things that I would recommend to check. Make sure you don't muck with the SEO uh, settings for title tags and that sort of thing. Make sure that your theme doesn't create a bunch of duplicate content on your site through archive or author pages or category pages. And then the other thing that I would say is make sure you have good statistics in place so that you can observe any changes in clicking behavior on your site. So again, uh, using Pat as an example, when he switched themes on the uh, on the smart passive income blog, he saw a dramatic decrease in some important page statistics. I'll also try to find that um, post for you. But basically, Pat found that the design of the new theme actually affected how much time people were spending on his site. And it affected how they were uh, clicking around and clicking through on his site and opting in and all kinds of stuff that was important to him. 
So the takeaway there is if you're going to change themes, you want to make sure that you have Google Analytics up and running and well installed. Again, I, I recommend the Yoast Google Analytics pl plugin for this to make sure that you, Google Analytics is installed and properly configured on your site. And you want to have a good history of that up and running so that you can see any changes for better or for worse that occur when you change the theme due to design elements. Maybe your header's too big. Maybe your new theme pushes some important links below the fold and now people can't see them. Maybe uh, some menu options that were there on your current theme are gone now and people were really clicking on those. And so uh, I definitely uh, recommend that you do that. Another thing that you should do probably before you change your theme is install a tool like crazy egg and make sure that you understand what it is that people are clicking on on your site and make sure that either you fix your site with the new theme to improve maybe people are clicking on something you don't want to don't want them necessarily trying to click on maybe you improve the usability on your site or if something goes wrong you'll have that crazy egg data to see what people were clicking on and what their people are clicking on now Crazy Egg is a tool you install some code in your website and it allows you to observe users and and what they're clicking on in your site either in the form of heat maps or live mouse movements. It's really cool. I'll also put a link to Crazy Egg in the show notes. Highly recommended tool for understanding what's going on with your site. So that's what I would do. I would make sure you don't mess up your SEO. Um, as, as mentioned, Yoast plugin, really good way to do that. And I would make sure that you don't mess up your user experience monitoring that with Google Analytics and Crazy Egg. I hope that helps. I hope you enjoy your switch to elegant themes. If you haven't done that already, Chris, again, I'm very sorry for the long delay. And I hope you have an absolutely fantastic transition with your website. So there you have it. Thank you so much, Mark, again for that response and uh, lots of great info to consider for us, uh, anyone that's looking to switch themes. So I'm going to touch on a couple of the items that Mark mentioned uh, that I knew that would be potential issues for me, and he just basically confirmed everything I thought. So for me personally or anyone on Thesis or a theme that has the SEO options built in, and by that I mean if your theme has the meta descriptions for each of your posts or pages, the meta tag keywords, and uh, things of that nature built into the theme, and you're using those, the problem you have is when you switch over from one theme to another, most likely that stuff is not going to transfer over. So in my case, as in uh, the case of many others, I'm going to have to transition my SEO uh, information on my posts and pages from my thesis theme to the um, Yoast plugin, the Yoast WordPress SEO plugin, like he mentioned. And there is an additional plugin to assist you with doing that. And I had to look it up real quick, but that is called the SEO Data Transporter plugin. And it works with a lot of the more popular themes like Thesis, Genesis, and things like that. And it allows you to transfer your SEO data on your posts and pages from your theme to a plugin like the Yoast SEO plugin or the all-in-one SEO plugin, or vice versa. So you could actually transfer it from 
one of these plugins back to one of those themes if you wanted to, but I do not recommend that. I was thinking when I initially set up my site that, uh, you know, I wasn't really thinking down the road that I might want to change or switch themes. So that's something just to consider up front. If you are, even if you're not considering changing your theme down the road, if you are planning to keep this site for any length of time, Definitely something like upgrading your theme or switching to a different theme uh, is definitely something that you'll probably consider, especially if your theme is a paid theme and then in order to get the next version, you potentially would have to pay for the next version, like in the case of Thesis, if I wanted to switch to Thesis 2.0, which I do not want to do for the reasons mentioned uh, that Mark mentioned in his response. You would have to pay, so if you're going to switch themes anyway, you might want to switch to a different theme. So that's why it's always best to have your settings in a plugin, because that plugin just goes with you over to your new theme. So everything is self-contained within that theme. I'm sorry, within that plugin, and you don't have to worry about uh, switching to a new theme. So that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be utilizing the SEO Data Transporter plugin to transfer over my meta descriptions on my posts, my meta keyword field, and uh, any SEO settings like that over from my thesis team to the Yoast WordPress SEO plugin first, and then I'm going to be upgrading to my theme. So that uh, all that data will be already there and uh, you'll be good to go. So that is one thing that he's talking about when it comes to SEO. That is going to be key to maintaining your titles in uh, Google search results, your meta descriptions, which comes underneath the title in Google's output. So that description that you see in there, if you search for a particular keyword phrase, so you want to maintain those to make sure that uh, the SEO benefits that you have for those posts currently will hopefully transfer over as much as physically possible. So there's always a chance that you may lose some rankings and um, traffic as a result of switching to a new theme for all the reasons that Mark mentioned. But maintaining all of your existing SEO is definitely one way to minimize any potential impact. So that is definitely something I'm going to be doing. And in addition to just the meta descriptions and the meta keyword fields and things like that, like he went on to say, um, there are other options built in. For example, in Thesis, they automatically no-index most of the things you don't want indexed anyway. So any of your archive pages, any most likely any of your category pages, especially if they contain any duplicate content, tag pages, and uh, just stuff that you normally would not want showing up in the Google search results, all of that would be considered most likely to be duplicate content. For example, your archive pages are just your existing posts all archived by date. So basically your um, your main post is going to be out there and not only that, but your archived content. So anything that's sorted by date or arranged by date is also going to be indexed um, in some themes. Now, a lot of themes will shut that off for you, but that's not necessarily a given. So making sure that you go into your new theme and if the options are available, no index archive pages, category pages, tag pages, and things like that. That is uh, very important as well. So that's something to keep in mind. So that's as, that's what you want to maintain and keep an eye on as far as SEO goes. He also went on to mention something that I'm going to be doing as well, which is keeping an eye on your Google Analytics. So make sure before you do any upgrade from one theme to another or switch over that you maintain 
screen your Google Analytics results. So you want to make sure, number one, you have Google Analytics set up on your site. You can do that through the WordPress SEO plugin by Yoast. There's a number of other plugins like Google Analyticator, and uh, you can manually put the Google Analytics code on your site as well. So there's a 100 different ways to do it, but if you already have the WordPress SEO plugin, you could set that up through there or utilize any other free plugin that's out there. But uh, the bottom line is you want to have at least a month's worth of data, preferably more, and uh, that way you can compare. So you can see, let's say you got you know 1,000 traffic, uh, 1,000 unique visitors per month is the norm for you over a number of months. And you switch over to a new theme. You want to make sure that uh, you're main hopefully maintaining that traffic. And if there is a drop in traffic, hopefully it's only temporary and you quickly recover from that. So you want to make sure that you have that sort of data to sort of use as a benchmark. And that's something I've, I've always had Google Analytics set up. So I have that data and definitely am prepared to um, take a snapshot of that, save that off, and then... Um, which you really don't need to save off, but I'm going to keep some screenshots just to have them. Um, you can always go back if you've had several months or a year more worth of data. You can always just go back into your account and take a screenshot through there. There's no need to really save it off, but that's something I'm going to do. And on top of that, uh, Mark also mentioned us utilizing a tool like Crazy Egg. And uh, that is something that Pat Flynn has mentioned as well. And I think that is a great product. The only downside I see is that I did take a look at it, and it is a very low monthly fee for um, probably the basic package, which would be probably be useful for to most people. But the problem with that is they bill you one year in advance. So it's $9 a month for their most basic package, but they're going to bill you for 12 months in one shot. I do see a lot of folks that didn't read that and were unaware and were kind of annoyed about that, but they had no problem canceling it after the fact. But I don't want to go ahead and pay that full yearly fee up front, not knowing if I'm going to keep it uh, more than a month or two. So I've actually been using a different program, but very similar, and it's called Inspeculate. So that's what I'm using, and it's um, nichesitetools.com forward slash inspectlet, I-N-S-P-E-C-T-L-E-T. And they have a free package, which I've been using, and that limited package allows you to record user sessions. It'll show you some heat maps, but it's limited on the output and how many of those things you can utilize in a month. So for most people, if you have a very limited amount of traffic or you're just looking to get some very basic information, for most part, the free package will work for you, or you could sign up for a month and just uh, you know buffer this around any upgrades you're going to do. So maybe start at 15 days beforehand, and then for the 15 days after your upgrade, you'd have a full month. You only need to pay for one month at a time, and it's a really great product. Uh, like I said, I've utilized it uh, for the past couple of months. I mentioned it on a previous post for two great tools that you want to keep in your uh online adventure tool chest, uh, so to speak. And uh, it's really great in that uh, those heat maps, uh, like Mark mentioned, you can see where people are clicking, what they're clicking on, and where they where their mouses kind of congregate on your site. But not only that, Inspectlet allows you to see video recordings of user sessions on your site. And like I mentioned, the, the free version is limited on how many of those you can see. But it's really neat that, uh, it, you know, somebody you can see where somebody came into your site, the how they actually scroll through that particular post, what other posts they go over to. 
And it, let's say they just happened to get stuck on your site or were reading a post for like 15 minutes and their mouse didn't move. It doesn't record all of that. I mean, it does record it, but it kind of strips that out. So if there's inactivity for several minutes at a time, it'll strip that out completely for you. So a 20-minute user session could be just one minute if they're only moving their mouse uh, for one minute during that session. So it's really stripped down. It's really great to see what they do, and uh, it's really awesome free way to check it out if you want to try their uh, free package or you could try one month at a time and uh, get the full version so Speclet is very cool and it kind of takes the place of crazy egg i'm sure it's probably not as robust as crazy egg but uh, anyone looking for a free tool that uh, can definitely be one to try out and the last thing i'm going to mention as far as uh, things to monitor before you switch over to a new theme another one is called gt metrics and that's something i've been using for quite a long time too and what that does is it basically does a performance analysis of your site. So that is an, also another free tool that you can go to gtmetrics.com, G-T-M-E-T-R-I-X.com, and it's absolutely free to plug in your domain name there, and it'll tell you how long it takes for your site to load. It'll also give you some performance increasing suggestions, like maybe enable a caching plugin. And you can uh, actually, it'll give you some code if you're not, uh, utilizing compression for some of the stuff on your site. It'll give you some code that you can manually insert into files in your cPanel dashboard into some of your WordPress files and it's really great. I've utilized it to decrease the time my site takes to load. I put some of those suggestions in place and it's a great way to also benchmark the performance of your site now and then to also do a comparison after upgrading or changing over to a new theme. So that's something I am doing as well. So what I'm going to actually do is I've done one test site that really had very minimal traffic, maybe 20 unique visitors per month. And uh, that's just kind of where I test things out, not looking to, you know, get any uh, revenue from that site, just 100% for testing. So what I'm going to do next is I'm actually going to switch over a site which does have some traffic. It's my forever affiliate site. And I'm going to do all of this that I mentioned. So first I'm going to switch over to the WordPress SEO plugin from my thesis theme, get that up and running, and then I'm going to make sure that I got my analytics data, my Inspectlet uh, plugin installed and working. Make sure I have a couple of user sessions saved off to see where people are clicking. And I'm also going to have some GT metric stats. I'm going to take several of those because if you do run GT metrics, depending on the time of day that you run it and, uh, you know, different things factor in. So if the internet is really busy when you run it, it could affect your load time on your site uh, within a, you know, a couple of seconds. So I'm going to gather data from GT metrics from three different times on a couple of different days. So maybe I'll run it at 8 a.m., maybe noon, and maybe 5 p.m. And I'm going to do that for several days, and I'm going to take down those um, numbers on how long it takes the site to load. And then I'm going to have all of that data kind of averaged out so that I can better compare. And then I'm going to do the same for when I switch over to the new theme and do a, uh, you know, utilize those numbers as the baseline. And I'm going to take an average, um, do the same thing. So basically, maybe 8 a.m., noon, and 5 p.m. for a couple of days after the fact and then compare those results and see if they are much quicker, much slower, or what the case might be. So it's great to have that benchmark so that you can apples and oranges, or I'm sorry, apples to apples compare. You don't want apples to oranges. So you want to have the best 
you know, like-for-like like comparison before and after to see if your site is affected in any way, what may be contributing to that. So again, thanks so much for Mark's response. He basically confirmed everything that I had already thought about, and uh, it's great to hear it from someone that's been doing this a lot longer than me. And uh, Mark's a great guy. If you haven't had a chance to check out his podcast and website, you can head over to latenightim.com. And uh, if you do, let Mark know you came from my site. Say, hey, Chris from nichesitetools.com sent me. I am sure he'd really appreciate that. Mark's a great guy. So again, thanks so much. And uh, that's going to wrap it up for that segment. which takes us right into our tool of the week, and it's actually going to be everything that I already mentioned. So you're going to get a couple this week. Uh, number one was the WordPress SEO plugin by Yoast, which I've mentioned previously. Another is Inspectlet. It's, you can find that at nichesitetools.com forward slash Inspectlet, which will record user sessions in video format from people that are at your site and also give you heat maps. And uh, it is absolutely free if you want to use their most basic free package. And uh, if you wanted to upgrade, you could down the road. And the other tool is GT Metrics. You can actually run that right from their website for free at gtmetrics.com. Or you could install the WordPress plugin that they have and you could do the uh, speed tests and uh, performance measurements of your site right from your WordPress dashboard. So either way, it is a free plugin. I believe they have paid versions as well for some advanced features, but uh, really no need from what I've used it for over the past uh, year or so. Haven't needed to pay anything for that. So those are some great free tools. And again, it was the WordPress SEO plugin by Yoast, Inspectlet, and GT Metrics. So you got a trifecta today. Three different tools that I will put in the show notes for this episode, which will be nichesitetools.com forward slash the number 29. And it was mentioned in the question to Mark, but I'll mention it here as well. The theme that I'll be switching over is from thesis to the elegant themes theme. And elegant themes provides you with, I believe it's about 80 different themes, but the two most popular ones that I've been evaluating are the Divi 2.0 theme, which is their most popular and also the Nexus theme. So I haven't quite decided 100% on which of those two I'm going to go with, but uh, both of them are great, and uh, they will do what I want them to do. So uh, looking forward to that, and if you're interested, you can go over to my affiliate link for Elegant Themes, which is nichesitetools.com forward slash elegant. So I hope that information was really helpful for anyone considering a switch from one theme to another. I actually got two different emails on switching themes over the course of this past week. So I know different folks out there are also interested in this information. So that's great. Keep those emails and questions coming. And uh, again, if you have any suggestions at all for upcoming episodes or uh, blog posts, you can email me to chris at nichesitetools.com. And if you haven't yet had a chance to subscribe via email, you can do so at nichesitetools.com forward slash subscribe. And if you do, you'll get emails anytime a new post comes out. And you'll also get my free keyword brainstorming guide just for submitting your email address. So thanks again for everybody who has already subscribed. And I hope you have a fantastic upcoming week. Bye-bye.